Hi, and welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we're going to talk about uh, something Austin's very passionate about, uh, risk it for the biscuit, you know, in quotes. Uh, and so this is kind of like a mob psychology thing a little bit um, about taking risks. So Austin, what are your thoughts? And then we can get started from there. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this episode comes out of some recent experiences where um, ensembling or mobbing with uh, with the team. And uh, we come across a few problems and in the world, you know, in the world of like continuous improvement, you know, there's always the, uh, you know, 1% gains every day, right? You're always making, get, making a little bit better, maybe the scout rule, leaving a little bit better than you found it. And that's fantastic. And I feel like that's kind of like my, uh, uh, my go-to, my normal mode. And uh, so we were doing that. We were encountering some code and some pipelines and we were making it a little bit better. And then, uh, it, it, so it's basically two more experienced person in the mob and then one person less experienced. And what was funny, we were doing that for a while and then all of a sudden less experienced person just said, well, why not just go from here to here, like all the way, you know, like just make this humongous change and improvement. And what was funny is it turned out to be this really healthy uh, discussion and dynamic and outcome because um, we, at first, you know, the first emotion reaction is like, whoa, that's too risky. That's too big. But then it was like, well, this person has some really good reasons why we could just change the system to make this big improvement. And so what was really cool to see is that um, we didn't shoot down the idea and we explored it and we started to run some experiments. And I think uh, maybe another title for this discussion here would be taking risks safely. So what someone came into an idea and said, let's do this big thing or this big improvement. And what the rest of the mob did was take that idea and say like, whoa, how can we take this really cool idea and make it safe? So like taking risks safely, so to speak. And, uh, and so what happened was instead of making a big risky change, we turned it into a series of maybe smaller experiments that led us to make a bigger experiment, but we had it with, uh, uh, let's say guardrails or uh, I remember a uh, Joshua Karievsky video where he talked about when they're building um, what's the bridge in San Francisco? Uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> where they had the net, you know what I mean? And so that, that, that net, when they were building it, gave them safety to take a, a bigger risk in how they were building it, so to speak. And so, um, so we basically built these nets. Um, we ran some experiments. And I think what we did, and, and this was kind of more in the uh, CI, CD, continuous delivery mode of improvements, we jumped several of our apps from kind of like, where they were into almost full uh, continuous delivery mode because uh, this one person in the, uh, in the mob was suggesting that we could go for it. And uh, what was funny is uh, he used the phrase, risk it for the biscuits. That's been like the meme of our, uh, our, our mob for a while since then is like, oh, we got to risk it for the biscuit now, you know? So I don't know, have you had any similar experiences, Chris? <laughs> yeah, well, um, you, you kind of remind me of a couple of things. So like one is is just breaking something large into multiple pieces as like being a um, a developed skill. And and so so like that, you know, I, I was just thinking about that in general, right? Um, because I, I know that uh, there's a lot of great stuff that we can do, but a lot of it has to become incremental. Um, and I see a lot of teams like, you know, get kind of spun around the axle on, on some like large refactoring that they really want to do. Um, and so, so that's pretty interesting. Um, 
that also reminds me of kind of the redundant till replace, which I heard from Michael Feathers, uh, and you know, basically kind of creating two two simultaneous systems to to make something large incremental as well. I don't know; it's probably not what you'd you'd done in that situation, um, but you know, also, uh, you know, some of those kind of um, I guess aha moments around. Uh, you know, like, hey, this architectural change would be a huge benefit to the whole system, and and we should, you know, really go ahead and get it done. And and like, organizational fear or or just fear from like a group also um, is pretty interesting. So so all of those I think I've experienced in in a variety of ways, um, and uh, and sometimes it's like a side project, or sometimes it's the mob getting together and and hammering it out. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that there's a lot of depth to, to what you're talking about there, especially with, um, and, and I think that skill of breaking something large into little pieces does create like a, a that, a, a big safety net around, um, around everything. Cause I, I do see, you know, pretty often it's like, oh, that's like a massive, you know, mind blowing change or something and uh and it can it can be very risky right yeah yeah and i think if i reflect on previous uh mob experiences um i've, I've been hearing about this yes and uh kind of uh mindset for a while when you're having the conversation uh, in the ensemble about what to do and i think i've been giving a pretty good effort for for a while but i, I reflect on past experiences where someone suggested something that was legitimately very risky. You know what I mean? Like there's a way to run an experiment where we could potentially break lots of things in production. You know what I mean? It, like it could, it could have this big benefit, but there's like serious risks there. And I think it wasn't wrong of me to express those concerns and uh, basically make the experiment not happen. Um, but what I think if I could talk to my old self, you know, time travel back to my old self is, are there, are there, have we explored other ways to yes and this, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, we can run this experiment, but let's do it over here. You know, I remember I was talking to someone else who is doing uh, coaching in a mob. And he said, what I, what I do a lot with uh, inexperienced people is let them run their experiments and learn, but limit the blast radius, <laughs> you know, and so fine. And so I feel like in the past, I didn't try uh, and brainstorm enough on to find a way to take someone's idea and let's try that because we're going to learn a lot from this. And if it works, wow, what an incredible big leap. But to really like, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it might take three or four different uh, brainstorming, you know, back and forths to find a way to try the idea without it breaking stuff, right? And so in this case, I was thinking of, my first thought was like, that's too risky. But then it was the more and more we discussed, we found ways to run it in a way that was safe. Then we knew it was worked. And then we did it for real, uh, like in the real system. And so, um, and there's one thing I want to mention that you had an impact on this, and this kind of goes to kind of a leadership meta level stepping back away from uh, <laughs> uh, the mob is, I believe part of it was some things you said. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris is uh, uh, in the more of a leadership position in our uh, organization. And so he'll pop into mobs, you know, help out with something here and there and then pop out or be part of a lean coffee discussion. And uh, I think it was... What's funny is I'm thinking right now, uh, before we did these big improvements that have been fantastic and, uh, you know, reaping benefits for us, um, 
I think I go back to a discussion you had uh, with this particular team about a month ago where you said, why not just do X? And we we're just like, whoa, that's uh, you know, a little bit much. But I think, <laughs> I think that seed was planted in one of our uh, ensemblers and then it, it came out uh, you know, a month later. And so, uh, yeah, so I don't know if there's uh, some method to your madness there, Mr. Chris, for, for dropping in little nuggets like that, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so a lot of it, um, I do find that at times, like suggesting something, you know, so far outside the realm of like what is immediately available can can spark creativity. So I, I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly what I might have said or or, or why, but um, I'll just say that like, yeah, sometimes, um, yeah, I, I think there's. Uh, there is there's a book on innovation um I, I can't remember exactly the name of it right now but it talks about different types of innovators and, and one of them is uh you know merging two very different ideas into an innovation and so sometimes uh, I'll, I'll just be like okay well there's this like other technology over here that is completely unrelated but has a similar application in practice and then um or or just thinking about something that's that's you know maybe the team feels locked into a technology and sometimes just suggesting something you know totally like outside um will at least spark a critical response like um you know so so maybe we made a bunch of architectural decisions like years and years ago and it, it, you know like how can we get people out of like this um mentality of like this is the way it's always been uh and and so often i'll, I'll be like okay you know why don't we just create a microservice connect it to a, a, a service bus and then use this completely other technology out here and um and, and you can see people going like, whoa, like, why would anybody suggest that? Um, but but then, you know, it does it does get people kind of like turning on it. Um, yeah. So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know that I do that uh, intentionally so much as like that might be a little bit of a personality trait is to it, I'm, I'm a big fan of chaos if people don't know, uh, you know, and, and so. The, you know, I, when I play Dungeons and Dragons, all my characters are just random, you know, in the sense that I roll a dice to make every decision ever, even. And so, so a lot of the times, uh, randomness uh, um, helps in, uh, I guess, in, in my, uh, in my mind, as, as a way to kind of test the boundaries of things. And so, so a, a, a little, there's a little bit of that going on, too. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think the positive impact of that is not always immediately seen. Mm -hmm. And I know at times, like uh, I've probably given resistance to you. You know, you come in and we're like on this train and we're making these one percent improvements, and all of a sudden you show up and you're like, "Hey, why not way over here?" And I'm like, "Whoa!" You know, and so it's kind of like a similar yes and situation where it's like that would totally derail like you know what we got going on right now. And mm -hmm. even if we don't go to it immediately you're right it does spark uh brainstorming and conversations and creativity in where people's eyes are open to it maybe even if it doesn't happen now but like oh now i see the road to there and then we can make yeah. a jump you know and so yeah it's, yeah uh, or, or it's it's you have a good reason <laughs> not to so so sometimes it's like yeah 
it's like no that's ridiculous and this is why and i'm like okay great like i, I so and my understanding goes way up because i'm like oh okay so, so. yeah <laughs> but but i think just as often as that happens uh i also see the like oh like i never i never even considered it because it was like you know i had my uh, a little bit of tunnel vision going into it and um, both scenarios are really great outcomes because you know so so one is I, I get a huge amount of learning and I understand that that person like has a solidified context around you know what what they're doing and and, and it, it's almost like a spot check it, it's uh, it's chaos engineering for uh for the like doing it like we always did uh scenario right yes yes yeah and I think I think it's healthy right because uh emotionally and it kind of well-being at work is I, I can become very content just being like oh isn't that amazing look at that one percent yeah. gain yesterday <laughs> or some people that can become more boring right and so to have someone be a disruptor and push you know kind of to risk it right for the biscuit yeah. kind of kind yeah. of thing I think is is a really healthy role to have in a team or a mob or a leader you know so to come in and uh push push to the next level so oh. <laughs> yeah. all right 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 on well I think um let's wrap that one up so uh yeah, have you, do you have any uh, stories out there, audience, on uh, uh, times and places where someone in your team, organization, really uh, made an extreme suggestion, helped push it to the next level? Uh, and what was that like for you? When have you seen it well? When have you not seen it go well? Maybe taking risks without a safety net? Uh, what safety nets have worked well for you? We'd love to hear your uh, comments, uh, feedback uh, on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and all the things. Uh, and until next time, mob well, everyone, and have a good one. Bye. Bye, everybody.